0: Okay, so raise your hand if you've never before heard of the letter of St. Paul to Philemon. Okay, that's honesty. I appreciate that. It is the shortest book in the Bible. It is only one chapter. Citations from Philemon have no chapter numbers. They have only verses. And it's only about one page long. That is my kind of letter. Paul is writing to his friend Philemon because he has a problem. Paul spent the end of his life in a Roman prison, and it's from this prison cell that he's writing. While incarcerated, Paul continued to write, to preach, and to work for the spread of the gospel. One of those who heard Paul preaching and who converted was a slave named Onesimus. Paul found Onesimus to be a great help and comfort to him while he was in prison, which posed a problem when the slave was about to be released from prison and sent back to his master. Onesimus was Philemon's property. Both were Christians. So how was that possible? Paul himself wrote elsewhere that in Christ there is no slave or free because we are all one in him. But Paul was living in a society that sanctioned slavery. It was an integral part of their economic system, and it wasn't about to go away anytime soon. Paul's faith told him that the dignity of every person has its origin in our creation by God, who loves us, and in our redemption by Christ. Paul's experience of living and working with Onesimus told him that this slave was a person of great dignity, talent, and worth, but the society in which they lived said that this slave had to return to his master to continue a life of servitude. The situation isn't all that different from our own in a lot of ways. We live in a society that doesn't always reflect the values of our faith. Pick an issue. Capital punishment, economic injustice, the inequality of class based largely on race, foreign policy that also often puts bald economic interests above the stewardship of the earth and its resources, abortion, the treatment of gay and lesbian people, the rights of working people. There are plenty of areas where we have to live with and sometimes participate in social structures that run counter to our Christian faith. And in fact, slavery is still a problem all over the world, whether we're talking about the abuse of factory workers in the developing world or human trafficking right here in Austin. So what are we to do? Some people respond to that challenge by living prophetically. They become activists and keep the issues in front of us, pushing us for change. These people often pay a high price for advocating something that most of the rest of us don't want to hear. Prophets are never popular people. Nevertheless, we need them. Some people respond by withdrawing from the larger society so they won't have to make those choices. Sometimes they withdraw into weird little cults that retreat on a mountaintop and wait for the end of the world. Sometimes they form their own small societies like the Old Order Mennonites or the Amish. Sometimes they choose to live lives of prayer and quiet work in monasteries and hermitages, and these people are prophetic in their own way. They also remind us that the way we live isn't the only way and that we have choices to make. But some people retreat from the overwhelming range of social evils by deciding that they're only going to care about and work on one issue. And this is not a valid Christian response. So often today, particularly on social media, when somebody brings up a particular topic Inevitably, somebody will come back at them, but this other thing is the only thing that matters, or you can't care about this until you've cared about that. I like to believe that we can walk and chew gum at the same time, and we can care about more than one thing at once. But most of us, when faced with this kind of conflict, do what St. Paul did. We try and stay engaged with our society and trying to do what we can one-on-one to make a difference. Paul wrote to his friend Philemon to ask for freedom for Onesimus. He explained why. This man was a believer and deserved to pursue his faith in freedom. And this is how I approach these issues when people ask me how I can participate in social or even church structures that are clearly sinful. I can't change the whole world. Can't even change the church. Most days, I can't even change the University Catholic Center. But I can try to make a difference to the people that God brings to me. If you can't change the way things are in our whole society, change yourself. Change the way things are in your family. Change your fraternity or your academic department. Change something in your neighborhood. Not being able to do everything is not an excuse to do nothing. I often find myself talking with people who feel overwhelmed and powerless because of the state that the world is in. Well, here's a newsflash. We have a savior. It's not you. (laughs) Let him worry about the whole world and draw your boundaries in a little closer. One excellent example of someone who decided to do what she could where she was was Saint Teresa of Kolkata, whose feast day we celebrated this past week. She grew up in Albania, one of the poorest countries in Europe, and decided to move to a place of even deeper poverty. And there, she focused not on the big systemic problems, but on serving the poor one at a time. She constantly reminded her sisters and anyone that would listen that they were to do everything with love. She wrote, It's easy to love the people far away. It's not always easy to love those close to us. It's easier to give a cup of rice to relieve hunger than to relieve the loneliness and pain of someone unloved in our own home. Bring love into your home, for this is where our love for each other must start. When our society's values change, it almost always happens from the bottom up and not from the top down. The church had to read St. Paul's letter to Philemon for 1,800 years before we concluded, most of us, that slavery was evil and had to be ended. And so it's reasonable to assume that God isn't finished with us yet. We haven't reached the kingdom of God, and there are further changes ahead of us, and change is never easy. But we are a people living between two worlds, between the society we have now and the reign of God, where justice will be perfect and peace will rule. Don't be discouraged by the tension between where we are today and where our destiny lies. Just remember which one we are working for and work for it with great love.